First up tonight, this is quite the story. I don't know if you've been following this at all, but fraudsters in Toronto have been posing as the owners of homes that don't belong to them, putting them on the market and trying to sell them. In one case, they were successful. There's two cases that we know of, thanks to reporting over the last little while, and Toronto police have been raising the alarm about one of them. Um, They're believed to be related. Here's what's happened. Toronto police say homeowners who were out of town on a business trip discovered that someone had impersonated them and sold their property without their consent. The new owners even took possession of that property. Now, police didn't provide much detail about this. They released photos of a couple, a man and a woman, wanted in connection with this case. And now there are reports today out of Toronto that there was a second case where the home of a 91-year-old man that was rented out after he'd gone into long-term care was also put up for sale without his or his family's consent. Luckily, that one was stopped before any sale went through, but there was bidding and so forth. I mean, it was it was in the process of being sold. Um, here's how one real estate expert, Juan Alfonso, describes to Global News what would have happened and why it's easier now since COVID rules saw people get away from in-person meetings. Somewhere along the way, uh, a person with access to the land or registry system, whether it's a lawyer or another person, transferred the title from the present homeowners to someone else illegally. Now you can do what is called DocuSign or electronic signing online. You can easily go into Photoshop, just copy a passport, change a picture here and there. The lawyer is going to accept them at face value. So... Where are the checks and balances not working here? What red flags can you look out for as a homeowner or a buyer, presumably? And if you're a homeowner, how can you protect yourself against something like this? Joining me now from Toronto is Varun Sriskanda. He's a realtor and housing policy advocate. Thanks for your time tonight. Thank you for having me. Well, this is, I mean, this is one of those stories where you scratch your head because you think, how could this possibly happen? But how is this being done, at least in these latest cases? Honestly, Ben, I'm not surprised. This has been happening for decades. Right. Situations where people's title are being stolen and people's houses are being sold without the homeowners even knowing, or we even mortgages are being taken out on the properties and the homeowners have no idea. So, I mean, it's quite easy to do. All they really do is just steal your identity, pretend to be you and call a realtor. But one would think... Um, and I suppose when you put it that way, and you know anyone who's sold a home knows this, it is a pretty straightforward. I mean, there's a lot of faith that goes on in these in these transactions, but there's also verification. So, how how come these ones slip through the cracks? There is verification. A realtor is uh, supposed to uh, verify your identity when you're selling. So I'm supposed to ask you, Ben, if you wanted to sell your house with me, I need to ask you for legally, I'm only required to ask for one piece of government issued ID. Now, I don't think that's enough. If I only need to ask for one, that means whoever's doing the scam only needs to fake one ID. We need to make it harder for them. Let's make them fake three IDs. Plus, realtors should be vetting those documents. There's free tools and some paid services online that realtors can use to take those ID documents that they get from a potential client, run it through the system, and make sure it's a valid ID and make sure it even even belongs to a real person. Who is being targeted here? Because I understand there's sort of a, not, I wouldn't call it a profile, but there's certain kinds of um, homes that seem to appeal to those trying to pull these kinds of scams. Yeah, um, it's a lot easier to accomplish when you have access to the property, 
right? So when I'm in access, I mean long-term access. You need to be able to stay in this home for months uninterrupted by the real homeowners. That's why we saw in the situation recently, it was tenants who obtained the tenancy via fraudulent documents and then pretended the house was theirs. Once you're in the home, all you need to do is pretend you're the homeowner. So you get fake IDs and uh, you call a realtor and you list a property for sale. Who's supposed to be watching out here? Because I imagine, yes, realtors should be paying attention too, but there's a lot of people involved in a real estate transaction from lawyers and so on. Uh, where do you think the checks and balances should be beefed up? You mentioned checking more, needing more identification. That wouldn't be a bad start, right? But what else could you be do, could be done? There needs to be checks and balances everywhere. Like it, it, This slipped through a lot of cracks. First of all, it should never have ended up on MLS. The realtor should have made sure the IDs were correct. Once it got on MLS, the agents representing the buyers didn't do enough of a job to make sure these were the real sellers. Then it went to the lawyers. And even the lawyers were duped. And even they managed to transfer title. There were so many people who had their hands on this and had the ability to catch it or had the potential to catch it, and they did not. Does that surprise you? I mean, I think, um, you know, there's so much money to be made in selling real estate. Uh, when homes come on the market, it's obviously something that uh, that attracts a lot of attention. I know the one uh, that didn't, the other story where, the whole, where they managed to stop it, I mean, they were getting bids at $700,000 over asking. No wonder, no wonder it's such a lucrative scam, right? Right. It, it is a very lucrative scam. And, and it's, there's a lot of pot- potential there to make money. And unfortunately, there, there, there is a situation, there could be a possibility that, you know, professionals are helping these scammers scam and, and, and perform these scams. So like realtors and lawyers could be in on this. We don't know that. And it's a lot deeper than what we think. This has been going on for decades, Ben. We, you know, even 10 years ago, we saw situations where a home would get mortgages taken out on it, and the homeowner would only find out about it when the lender started power of sales and tried to take the house back for non-payment. It's been really easy to do this scam for a long time. I'm shocked that nobody's done anything for decades. Yeah, because I also understand, and this comes from just reading, you know, not necessarily about this kind of scam, but other scams, as you've mentioned, like mortgage fraud and so on. Part of the problem is that the penalties are pretty minimal compared to sort of other forms of very lucrative crimes. Yeah, the penalties are minimal. At the end of the day, these are are seen uh, more as white collar crimes, and uh, it it doesn't involve violence, and, and but it doesn't take into account that it could financially ruin people. Right. So you may have title insurance, but the cost associated with fighting this and having to claim that title insurance and take your house back, not not uh, to mention the mental anguish to go with it, is excruciating. And it, it, it's 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 hurting a lot of uh, people. And we only hear about uh, very few of the cases. I think this is happening a lot more often than you think, but it's only a handful of cases that actually go to the media. Varun Siskanda is with us this half hour. He's a realtor and housing policy advocate in Toronto. We're talking about a few cases that have made a lot of headlines of late uh, involving uh, homes being sold without the owner's consent. These are obviously fraudsters posing as the home's owner uh, who do then go ahead and attempt to sell the place. They go, the house ends up on MLS, they get bids. Everything appears above the board except the people selling the house don't own it. Uh, which, of course, therein lies the issue here. We're trying to figure out how you can put an end to that. Uh, as Varun has pointed out earlier, this is not new. Uh, these sorts of scams have been going on for quite some time. 
one of the things that that surprised me about about these ones too is I, I guess there are ways you could protect yourself. You mentioned title insurance earlier, but as an individual homeowner, I guess you just have to be on the lookout for this, right? Be aware that it happens. As an individual homeowner, you need to be very vigilant when you're renting out your home. You need to be really careful about who you are letting inside your house and who you are giving free access to your entire property for years on end. I am a landlord and I I leave the country for months on end, for years on end, we go on vacation, or I'm just not at my properties because they're they're far away. It gives uh, could give someone the opportunity to pretend to be me and sell it, but you can't let that happen. You need to exercise proper care and control over your real estate. You need to be doing inspections. You need to be visiting your properties. And more importantly, you need to be carefully screening and vetting your tenants. There are a number of tools available online uh, that you can use to verify people's credit scores and ID documents. Everything can be verified online. You know, there's a number of steps you can take to make sure you are not victim. And as a home buyer as well, I mean, what should you be on? Now, this is obviously rare, but as a home buyer, one can imagine whomever bought that one home in Etobicoke that uh, police were talking about uh, a few weeks ago that was actually sold uh, illegally. Uh, the home buyer themselves would have been put in an awful position because suddenly they bought this and it and it's not theirs, right? Yeah, the home buyers, are, that, that's a tough one. They had no idea. They went inside thinking they're just buying a normal home and, and you know, very hardworking people saved up the deposit. They get in there and find out that the seller isn't even who they claim to be. Uh, title insurance will step in. It'll make them whole. It'll give them the deposit back. Uh, usually I've seen situations where title insurance will pay for the hotel and they'll take the family out and they'll put them up until this is all sorted. And uh, title insurance companies obviously work uh, quick because they need to sort this out quickly to uh, one uh, to you know minimize their losses and their damages themselves. I think the agents representing the buyers can uh, take steps themselves. They can ask the seller's agent, "Hey, what steps have you taken to verify your client's identity?" You know, I've seen situations where real estate agents downtown Toronto are listing properties or handling sales for real estate outside of their jurisdiction. So if you're an agent downtown Toronto and you get a call from someone who wants to sell a property in Sudbury, red flags are up. And me representing a buyer, if I go in and I see that, I'm going to ask uh, the listing agent, hey, do you know these sellers? Have you worked with them in the past? I notice you're an agent from Toronto, but you're working out in Sudbury. These are uh, red flags. And also buyers can, uh, sometimes they have the opportunities to even meet the sellers. They interact in uh, negotiations. That's a great opportunity to catch mistakes that the fake seller will make. In one situation, the fake seller even uh, made a mistake with their own uh, name. Right. I saw that. I mean, I I guess what this boils down to, and we saw this especially um, over the past few years, maybe a little bit less now that the markets have cooled down a bit, but you know, we are making these huge and perhaps the most, often the most important purchase of your life. And we're making these transactions in a way that we really wouldn't buy and sell much else, uh, you know, in terms of just how quickly they're done and how sometimes loosely they're done. You know, Ben, for the majority of Canadians, real estate is the biggest purchase, the largest purchase you will ever make in your lifetime. 
And it it is it's seen as the most secure uh, purchase. It's really sad that this has been allowed to continue this long. Uh, the only way that we're ever going to fix this is you need to make immediate legislative changes to make to force real estate agents and lawyers to properly screen their clients before stuff like this even happens, before houses get on MLS and before titles get changed. Well, one can only hope that uh, these latest stories, as you point out, it's not new, that these latest stories once again raise awareness about this. Yeah, yeah. and I really believe that this is going to lead to uh, more educational tools. The realtors now are going to be out there and they're going to be more vigilant. They're going to be looking at ID documents more carefully. There's a free tool online that you can use to verify ID documents and their driver's license. I've been in situations myself where I vet tenants on a regular basis. So I, I, I ran these documents through the system, the ministry system, and it's come up invalid, unfound. And I'm like, that 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 right there is the only red flag you need to never handle this client and yeah. to walk away from that deal. What do you do when you when that happens? I suppose you, you flag it, right? You tell them, you tell them, listen, I've run your ID. You don't, <laughs> what is this? I, I flag it and I let them know and I give them an opportunity to provide me with real ID. Um, I, I, I usually tell them, hey, look, this isn't what I don't think this is what you intended to send me. <laughs> it, I usually never hear back from them, Ben. I, I usually get blocked or, or, or whatever it is. Um, but I, I always let them know that, hey, I caught it. Yeah. Uh, we have our networks of, of landlords and uh, realtors. I, I work with uh, small ownership landlords of Ontario, and they are extensively vetting tenants and dealing with situations where uh, tenants are, are gaining housing using fraudulent documents, fake credit scores, fake job letters. So we've become extra hyper aware of these documents, and we can spot them very easily. We can spot errors quite quite easily. Well, Varun Saskanda, it's been educational. Thank you so much for uh, for shedding some light on how this all works and how we can protect ourselves. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ben, for having me.